Winter day, year 1818, perhaps a lot like today. Pastor of St. Nicholas Church, the Austrian Joseph Moore, had the opportunity to hear the Christmas story presented by a group of traveling actors. Moved by the truth of the, the good news that Jesus had come in the flesh to save us from sin and death, he, he went out and he took a walk just to spend some time with the Lord, just to be quiet, just to pray and perhaps hear from God. He was inspired by the scenery around him as he walked and he talked with God. And so he went back home and he began to pen the words of a poem. And as he wrote the words and reflecting on the truth of the gift of the Son of God who'd come into the world, he began to think, these would be great words for a song for my church to sing on Christmas Eve. But he didn't have any music, so he went to his organist, Franz Gruber, and he said, I need you to help me write some music to go with these words, and maybe we can sing these on Christmas Eve. The only problem was that the organ at the church was broken. So rather than writing music for the organ, they wrote music for a guitar and they accompanied those words that Christmas Eve and they sang for the first time a song that began to sweep all over the world in the years to come, a song that we're gonna sing later tonight called Silent Night. I want us to think about, before we get to those words and sing them together, I want us to think about the truth that we hear as we sing this song together each and every year. Let's take a look, verse one. Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright. Round and virgin, mother and child, holy infant, so tender and mild, sleep in heavenly peace. Verse two, silent night, holy night. Shepherds quake at the sight, Glories stream from heaven afar. Heavenly hosts sing Alleluia. Christ the Savior is born. Verse 3. Silent night, holy night. Son of God, O love's pure light. Radiant beams from thy holy face with the dawn of redeeming grace. Jesus, Lord, at thy birth. True words never spoken. Let us resonate, let us let those words pour over us that God's love came. A radiant beam of the presence of God, his pure light for you and for me. There's two truths that jump off the page to us as we read those words together. The first is that God brought a gift to us on an otherwise seemingly ordinary night. There was no fanfare, there was no celebration. A lot like for many of us in 2020, there were no gatherings happening. In fact, the only gathering that we know of were the shepherds out in the field. And on that ordinary night, God shone a light in the darkness and he sent his son, the very presence of God, Emmanuel, God with us to redeem us and set us free from sin and death, from brokenness, from despair. 
He broke into the darkness of our world that he would shine a light to a different way. Not waiting for us to figure it out, not waiting for us to come to him. He comes to us and shines a light in our lives saying, will you respond to what I'm doing in your life and in the world? Truly a light has come. The gospel of John speaks about this truth in John chapter one. I'm gonna start in verse one. Listen to these words that John wrote. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There's a very real darkness. Maybe for you, you've had to resonate in a way that you've never really had to resonate with before that year, walking through the year 2020, that our world can be a really dark place. There's all kinds of brokenness in us and our thoughts and our feelings. There's all kinds of brokenness around us and our relationships. Things are not the way that we would have them to be. And certainly the events of the world, at least for this year, are not as we would have them to be. It can be a very dark place. And I don't want us to just sweep over this concept that the darkness is in the world as if it doesn't really exist because it does and there's a heaviness to it. When you think about the darkness of our world, number one is it's scary. I mean, how many of us have ever been in that moment where you're in the pitch black, you cannot see what is in front of you and the question runs across your mind, what's out there? And there's fear in that. I think a lot of times the, the fear of not knowing is even greater than the devastation of what might really be there. Well, the darkness can be scary, but the darkness can also be very dangerous. We've all experienced the reality of this truth as you walk through the darkness and you stub your toe on what you didn't know was there, right? But what happens as you walk through life and you don't know what's coming and it's not a toe, but it's a job or a relationship or the hopes that you had that suddenly fall apart? And the darkness can be really, really dangerous, which is why the good news is such good news that light breaks in and the darkness could not overcome it. If you've ever been in the pitch black of darkness, it only takes one tiny particle of light to dispel the darkness. In the very same way, the moment that God's love is let into your life, the darkness and the brokenness and the despair and the pain begin to give way to the grace and the power and the love of God. This is the good news. Please hear this. Two incredibly important truths for every one of us. Number one is that God broke into the darkness of this world for you. Not just the world in some kind of generic way, but for you. And his life is light. His love is light into your life. And whatever the heaviness of the darkness is in your life, Jesus can overcome. 
And every place and every time that someone receives the love of God as they trust with their heart and confess with their mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior, God begins to dispel the darkness of pain, of despair, and it begins to give way to new life and to hope. And just realizing the truth of this can begin to change absolutely everything. A wonderful example of this happened many, many, many years ago in an event that's come to be known as the Silent Night of 1914. We've pieced the story together from letters of men who wrote home, who experienced this event, piecing together the circumstances, the events that surrounded it. And here's what we know happened on that Christmas Eve night of 1914. It was World War I and the sides were divided from one another. The battle had been raging on for months and months and months and the death toll was rising and the men were hunkered down in the dark of night into their bunkers, protecting themselves and their brothers. And no one knew what was to come next, but somewhere in the darkness, a voice began to cry out, not in pain or despair, but a voice in the darkness began to cry out singing Christmas carols. And this amazing thing happened. As he continued to sing the truth of the gospel that Jesus has come, men around him began to join in. And suddenly it wasn't just one side, but both sides were singing together in unison, certainly in different languages, but singing the same truths that Jesus has come in the flesh to save us. And they singing together, a ceasefire took over the battlefield. And the funny part about the story is just a few months before that, in September of 1914, the Pope had called out to the world for a ceasefire on Christmas, but his request was denied. It was only the actual truth of the good news that Jesus has come that could bring peace, that could bring the love of God to light even on the battlefield in the darkest of places. I really wonder what it was like for the men who experienced that on the battlefield to be singing with their enemy, Silent Night. It truly was a light in the darkness moment for them. But here's a greater question I think for us. What have been the light in the darkness moments for you? when you least expected it, but most needed it in ways that defy logic, that couldn't just be, you know, circumstance or coincidence. What have been the moments where God has shown up and shown off in your life? Have you received it, accepted it, acknowledged it? What I want to invite us into tonight is that we would celebrate it. That Jesus has come, not just to the world, but to me. And an even greater question, I think, what are the light and the darkness moments to come? Maybe in January of 2021 or in months to come or years to come, what will be the moments where I least expect it but most need it where God breaks into the darkness with the light of his love? Will we receive it? 
You don't have to earn it. You don't have to deserve it. You don't have to figure things out to get it. God is offering it freely. That's grace. That's the good news that Jesus comes to do for us what we cannot do. And this is the one thing, it doesn't matter what, what you, your worldview is or what experiences you have in life or the relationships or what's going right or what's going wrong. This one thing unifies us that God so loved the world that he sent his son Jesus to die for us, to set us free. And his grace is offered freely to you and to me and to all. Now, one of the ways that we get to not only remember this, but celebrate it, this grace given freely, is when we come to God's table to celebrate Holy Communion. Taking one cup, receiving from one loaf, the same Spirit at work in us through the one Christ who died for us.